had a really fun and high energy conversation with Ayush Wadwa, a small town boy who is now the founder of Owl Media, the most trusted media company. He became a content creator when he was just 13. Spotting early trends is a gift that continues to give as he helps many of the iconic brands chart their path. Listen to this incredible chat about how developing self-awareness will serve you no matter what you decide to do, the skills you need to acquire to be job ready, and how Ayush had to change his mindset to become a successful business owner from a freelancer. He really opened up about his personal values and his journey from being an introvert to an extrovert and how that's helping him build real human connections. So please let me know what resonated with you and keep meditating. So uh, welcome Ayush, I'm so glad to have you on uh, Pragyan and I think the one thing that uh, really stuck out when I was reading about your story is, you know, people like me are still finding what I really want to do for the rest of my life and mm. you in your teens pretty much knew uh, what you, what was your calling and uh, not just that, uh, you also got paid for it which meant there was a demand for it. So, a uh, very interesting story and I just want to build on that and find out from you or if you can recreate that moment or what did that feel like because you were just having fun and suddenly you had somebody like Google come in and say, here you go, brother, there's a check for you, you're doing a great job. Yeah. So if you can recreate that about how you wow. felt and what was it like? Firstly, thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, I think just from the very beginning of the podcast, by the way, really warm vibes. Like I want to do this conversation, which is always a good thing. But um, I think after a long time, somebody has asked me this question, which is go back to, and people ask me on my journey, but the fact that I'm getting to go back on those days, so my story was not of, uh, hey, I have a passion to do this, so I'll do it. I don't think that's true. I think it came from the space of a lot of insecurity because I was a very thin kid. I was not good at sports. I was not very attractive. I didn't have any girl attention coming and I was just hit, I just hit 13. I'm sure that's not the case now. <laughs> no, no, that still is the case. Okay. But, uh, you know, I was, I was in a space where I come from a small town where Delhi is so close to me. All of my cousins are in Delhi. I'm looking at their life. I'm looking at how fancy their life is. They are getting to experience such unique things. Um, and it's not like we didn't come from a lot of wealth. It's not like in Rohtak, which is the place where I came from, I had all the luxuries. So I grew up with a lot of envy, a lot of insecurity. So I don't think... I was a very positive person growing up. I think I was a person who was very envious. I'm like, even I want that life. Why can't I have that life? And during that time, uh, I've seen my family go through a lot of ups and downs. We've always, you know, uh, my families have always been into businesses. So um, I think as an entrepreneur, you, you have to be okay with a lot of uncertainty. When you mix all these emotions and a person who is extremely introverted, um, you know, you are just you just end up with two things, either a really negative outcome, which thankfully didn't happen with me, or a very solution-oriented approach as to, okay, what can I then do? You know, you become very curious. And I think this is the reason, this entire context is the reason I'm so curious in life. Because all my life I was then thinking, okay, so the 20 things which my peers are doing, they're not for me. Right. I'm terrible at, I can't even throw a ball. <laughs> You know, it's so it's so embarrassing if somebody plays cricket with me today, I don't know how to throw a ball in a straight line, I'm that bad. So I'm like, okay, I can't do that. So instead of going in a negative direction, I started thinking, okay, okay, what else can I then do? So I started fiddling around on my computer. I'm like, I really like this. I was a very studious kid. So... Yeah, you have a nerdy look. 
I'm a, I was I was always the class topper. So first max second. Second is I'm like okay now you know the shit's going down. Like, so, I need to up my game. Yes, that's the I was super competitive. Like if you and I are playing a game right now, I no matter how good of a friend you are, I'll be damn competitive. This is thanks to my mother. I was seeing a lot of these Western YouTubers making videos. So mm -hmm. MKBHD was. I had not even hit a hundred k. Now he's the biggest tech YouTuber in the country, you know, in the world, in biggest in terms of the impact he creates. Right. Um, so many other creators were now massive, but tiny back then. So I realized that there is a new career that is being born in the West, which people in India don't even know of. So this is twelve, thirteen years ago. This is pre Geo. This is pre the Prajakta Kohli's and the Bhavan Bams of the world. Like there's something really interesting happening. And then I started seeing that there are Indian YouTubers as well, which are doing a phenomenal job. But of course, not as good as the West. I'm like, okay, there is a space here. So of course, I didn't know the startup term. Okay, there is a market opportunity. There is a right. No, no. It was very similar. Ki yaar, very, very simple. Ki boss, something people are doing there. People are not doing here, but audience to yahan par bhi hai. I can do this here as well. Very interesting. So yeah, that's how I started and uh, started making videos online. Uh, eventually, found a partner. So we opened the company. Our first company's name was. I got tech HD. I have no idea. Already, so so terrible with names. Then we cut that down because we didn't get YouTube monetization. I think we we broke some guidelines. So we're like, okay, chuck this. Opened another channel that was called Technicia Studios. That was the channel that works. So this channel is still live. There'll be videos which are ten years old. So people can actually go and watch those videos. Don't. But um, so that's how my journey started. Great. I was in Masuri, Masuri. I think some hill station. When I was just waiting for so Google sends you a check on your first hundred dollars. That's the minimum cutoff. Okay. And AdSense check. I was like, I was very anxious. I was like, when will it come? When will it come? And I was on a vacation with my parents, and I hit, I think, hundred and six dollars. At that time, the dollar rate was sixty sixty-ish around that because okay. I remember sixty-five, sixty-seven hundred was the amount that we got. And yeah, back in the day, they used to post. So when we hit. Oh. Then we had to wait another four weeks, waiting for the post. Another one month of anxiety, and then the check came, and my and my dad thought I'll now go to prison. I loved the fact that you actually highlighted a couple of things which really stood out for me. I think one is that actually your strengths came out of the struggle and insecurity that you have. So you could have taken it many ways, uh, but you decided to use it to your advantage. Now, obviously, when you think in hindsight, hmm. and I think the second is just being. a visionary or i would say somebody who's able to see the opportunity or where the market is really moving and i think that's a tremendous skill uh, for an entrepreneur especially because if you know where the market is moving it's much easier for you to quickly go there and fill the gap yeah. um so tell me a little bit more about um and i think i also want to add that on the second piece which is figuring out that opportunity or mm. figuring out that gap is also a lot about developing your intuition Yeah. Um and you know just trusting that intuition as well. So what do you really do even today um to develop a lot more self awareness I would say. Oh wow. I used to think that I'm a fairly self aware person until I took my first session of therapy. <laughs> and that was the day I realized that uh, um I live in a lot of delusion. And I think delusion is really important as an entrepreneur. Uh but that's for the business part of it. As a individually speaking when you do sit alone with your thoughts you need to be really honest which requires a lot of self awareness so today what i do is very different but i'll tell you the pivoting point mm -hmm. i think for me the pivoting point was the pandemic because my first agency um it had just failed 
and after the agency had failed i had a choice what should i do should i take up a job so i applied for a couple of jobs got the job uh should i do freelancing so i was doing that so i was evaluating options and when you're evaluating options after a year of failure it's not easy yeah and i could not express these failures to anyone because i used to call a friend and i'm like yaar i'm really low i think i think i'm inching depression i think uh, i don't know what to do in life and they're like but people are dying and you know you you feel ki okay what do i do right like your struggles are suddenly minimized because they see from the outside yaar this guy has a, a roof on a shelter this guy has potentially lived a fancy life because i'd already done 5 years of freelancing i used to make decent money i was i'd i'd worked harder like by that time it was my 7th year of working professionally so i had made a life for myself which was nice yeah and people used to feel like why is this guy in trouble whereas inside i'd lost all my savings because one year of trying to run a company you lose everything because bootstrap so this is what led me to therapy i'm like nda signed hai to kuch bhi bol do unko farak to padta nahi hai and they you know so i started taking that and i started diving deeper into what i really want i was very honest with her uh, and as a matter of fact i started becoming very honest with myself because when you so well said just when you the moment you say something out loud you know how i'm not a big believer of manifestation but i like the activity a lot which is say out your goals out loud uh and i started doing that and i'm like wow this is amazing yeah somehow it just makes you more accountable that's yeah. what i've seen it does it does so i did that and um that was my process of becoming more self aware second pivoting point was running the company and hiring people when i wanted to build a team i was very clear that i could visualize the type of team that i wanted to build mm-hmm. it involved a lot of first principle thinking which is we never use i we always use we even if it's an if it's a single person effort uh, just smaller things so when i was doing these things you can't make it up you can uh, put up a front for a year but not beyond that uh, so three things that i needed self awareness for is culture hiring the right t- people and then firing them if things don't work out firing people nobody talks about firing everyone talks about hiring it's really important to learn these three things so i'm like if i want to hire the right people i have to be honest with them and if i'm being honest with them i have to be self aware that that is exactly what i want i'll give you a very small example when people come to out in the final round i scare the shit out of them <laughs> i don't know if harshit um, uh, harshit i don't know if you remember the line that i said which is working at out is really hard hmm so i'm just being super transparent and honest 90% of the people have joined the company in the last round in the one of the final things that i say ki boss working in out is really really hard yeah right please make sure that you're prepared for a fight right will you get the right reward for it 100% hmm. you'll get the right recognition you'll get a lot of freedom you'll get to do whatever you want but it's a hard fight i don't want to paint a picture of we are a family we are here to have fun and then eventually you coming and realizing oh should i have to work mm. right we are working towards us towards a goal i love discipline and this is a disciplined company and we are going to be in a very disciplined fashion going to reach our goal so you know you have to be self aware if you have to say that yeah Just, so i feel uh, backtracking because i had to make sure the company goes in the right direction so i had to be self aware so this is what i've done in the past what i do now is something which um i realized that uh, uh something which recently gorav manjal said very interestingly mm-hmm. 
he wrote a thread about how uh, he puts his phone on airplane mode and takes a walk almost oh yes and that's the exact same thing i've been doing for the last 6 months and i was like wow this is me and the reason i could resonate with them so much is because i take two flights almost every week right so 6 to 8 flights a month i'm traveling uh, we have space in bombay as well then i go to delhi because five six team members are there so i realized that during the time when i'm in a flight is when my mind is the clearest hmm so today to practice self awareness now that i know how to get there i just need to put myself in the zone to get there yes mujhe ab rasta pata hai mujhe ab gaadi mein baithna hai so the process of sitting in the car is turning on that airplane mode um, i have two phones it's a, it's a new thing that i've started which is it's a really old phone but uh, that phone a very few people have access to that phone uh, it does have whatsapp instagram everything but it doesn't have internet so unless it's connected to wifi nobody can do it it has a it literally has the lowest pack logo pata bhi nahi hoga ki jio jaisi companies abhi bhi ek 2g pack offer karti hain right so if in emergency i need to send i can send a whatsapp message but i can't uh, download an image so it's practically useless because we are in the world where we have to look at videos and everything yes so it may sound very obnoxious for somebody but this these things work for me because i get lured in i'm a i'm a kid at heart if you show me a candy i'll run towards that candy so i i'd rather you know glue myself to the chair yeah no i totally understand that also because i also do that where you create an environment around you mm-hmm. that you don't fall for those traps yeah i love what you said because even i do that a lot where if i'm trying to get into a develop a new habit mm-hmm. like currently i've been struggling with uh, waking up early in the morning and uh, <laughs> and that's something yeah. what i do now is just call up a friend and be like i will go for a run with you because if i know there is somebody else waiting for me i will show up no matter what um and so similar to what you said about the phone right i totally get that that you want to make sure that you don't fall for the trap and you know you're going to fall for it that's a big kind of self awareness um i also think that it plays out very well in leadership yeah uh because a lot of the times a good leader is not necessarily someone who can handle the crisis yeah. but also someone who can foresee the crisis coming up and then deflect it interesting yeah and that happens with a lot of what you said self awareness developing intuition also experience and wisdom uh, which uh, i'm sure you know with already so Very much success i call it accountability loops yes so um harshad the first day came and i'm like you are responsible for this so you have to remind me to upload not the other way around so what i do is i set a lot of accountability loops so uh, again similarly all of our account managers i've told them that remind me of this remind me of this i don't know if i hush this uh, we'll see this more and more but i'll keep sending a message remind me at 3:30 for this yeah i could easily send that set that reminder on a calendar but i know on a day where i have 50 tasks and i can only do 20 the priority will come when there are people attached to you know each task so we love set, setting these accountability loops and that's what i do i don't do any activity alone anymore i used to but now i feel like the moment you start doing it with people uh, you know there's somebody to hold you accountable absolutely couldn't agree more yeah. um and that also brings me to the question of you know you are you always had you were a freelancer for about 7 8 yeah. years and then you decided to become a business owner and i think the mindset that is required and i've been an entrepreneur straight out of college so you know for me it's the other way around where a lot of the ownership total ownership 
uh, wanting autonomy in an in an organization or for my role hmm. those are things i bring from my entrepreneurial uh, sort of stint right because uh, i am like i want to own all of this and i will run with it don't worry about it hmm. uh, but if you're coming from a job sometimes you don't have that so what is the mindset that you saw shift for you when you were just a freelancer yeah. uh, you know sort of maybe working at your own whims and fancies <laughs> and then now where you're responsible for yeah. 100 150 people 200 people uh, you know the team that you have at owl Wow. So we have a, about a 70 people team across Bombay and Bangalore. Great question because I think this was uh, one thing which took me the longest to adapt to, which is moving from a singular mindset to a mindset where I'm thinking team first. So just to give you some reference uh, to my life, I have always because I start now you know how I started right. Now that kid who can't potentially and possibly make friends. Uh, ends up forming a world around him which is very self-sufficient. So a perk of being an introvert that no one talks about is that the moment you crack it, you don't need anyone. Yeah. I live alone, and I love living alone. I don't feel the need to. Um, if I don't go out for twenty days, I'm okay. And it's simply because of it came from a dark space, but now it's it's become a strength. but what that also does is that you become so self sufficient that you like sab kuch main karunga and in a company that's lethal because the moment you do everything you are the owner of everything but you are the owner of everything a nobody in the team grows because they are just doing not thinking the t- and the company doesn't grow so the team is not growing the individual that you have hired and you have promised that you will grow a lot over the next 2 years they are not growing the company isn't growing nobody is benefiting yeah you are stressed you are overworked you are potentially working 16 hours and you're stretching yeah. yourself constantly so you're you're constantly. still doing the job of 70 people being Correct. one person yes. when you can easily have that skill set join exactly and that's a big problem that should not happen ideally and it took me the longest of the times to change this mindset which is i will do everything i know everything mujhse better to kuch kar hi nahi sakta to becoming fairly secure that i started hiring better people in the company than me it took me a long time how it happened i think it just happened simply by force dhakka laga tha ki yaar clients chhod ke ja rahe hain they are not able to meet their expectations why because i used to apply it 6 hours late yeah that's not a good enough reason for a so the initial you know i realized okay we need a team that can represent old beyond me in fact now to the point that um i don't want to be the face of owl anymore it's a very hard decision in my head that i've taken in the last just in fact 30 days that i'm done but it's a smart one i'm done being the face of owl owl if the team and now we're at a point where i it was so funny and it's going to sound so so controversial on camera i'm really scared of saying this but the last three projects that we have released i haven't even seen i didn't even see the final video and the ad went out was live but that's a great testament to your team and the culture it you've is, developed it is but when you go back when you're like oh man <laughs> for a control freak it causes anxiety so such a control freak it caused anxiety and now i've just trying to let go so now to the point that i'm now i say this with a heavy heart and i and i write it, write the message I don't want to look at it you just send you just <laughs> upload and then I'm also and then of course mistakes also happens so I'm like I'll be okay with the mistake and I just look sideways I'm like let them take control and the 
best part is not the client testimonies. The best part is that three, four people in the company have turned out to be so incredible. Like I want to name a person, for example, Shreya is in our team. Mm -hmm. uh, she started off knowing very little about the industry, but she was just very curious. She like, give me more responsibility. And she's the perfect testimonial of somebody starting out very curious. I will, I am going to control this. Learning on the way, making mistakes, but also learning, not repeating mistakes, and now owning a massive part of our PNL. Another example is Laksha, really young, but she heads client servicing for us. Usually in other agencies, a client servicing person is at least seven to eight years elder to her. I'm telling you, if she's on a call, you will not be able to tell her age. Because, and that's what I always believed in, that you should never judge people by their age. Not at right? all. And she does a phenomenal job and the reason I feel the day she truly started to excel in the team was when I let go of her. I'm like, go. Okay, you lead it. I don't, I will not. Today she sent a really uh, assertive message on the client group, which is a message that usually, usually the team would, you know, check with me. Ki, hey, can we be hard with the client? Because they are, you know, they, have the, they are the ones who have made a mistake. But she sent it handle the situation and then just see, she sent me like a message oh so this happened today and this happened and this I closed it okay bye good night so this was the biggest biggest shift. achievement I don't think the client and the work getting done was the biggest achievement I think the biggest achievement was me seeing these like these set of people becoming incredibly good at their job and it's extremely fulfilling. Yeah, you sound like a parent, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I know sometimes business owners <laughs> become like that or entrepreneurs become like that. But yeah. do you think you're getting this uh, right because you have really thought through the kind of people you want to hire on the team? Um, and that could be one aspect. And the second, of course, is also just the culture you've developed at OWLD. And, you know, the reason I'm asking these questions is not only from a lens of I want to have a business conversation with you. But also that there are many young people in tier 2, tier 3 cities. They want to come to Delhi. They want to come to a Bombay and live their dream. But sometimes mm. they feel very conscious of their own skills. Oh, I don't, I don't know how to look like you were saying. Or I don't know how to speak English very well. I think coming back to the question, is it just, are you really very, very clear on what are the kind of people you want to hire? Yeah. And like, what have you really developed as a culture so that you allow these people to grow and stick around? I think people in Aula are very kind um, and the reason, by kind I don't mean we can't fight or we can't argue or we don't fight or we don't argue. It's not like, uh, but nobody nobody raises their voice. People are assertive, they, 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 they can be heavy with what they say, but they don't raise their voice. Uh, when, they, when they have to cut ties, they cut ties politely. Mm -hmm. And the reason I want to hire kind people. Uh, and which is a very important metric at OWLD if you want to join OWLD is because I'm a solo founder. Hmm. As a solo founder, it is really important for you to have support around you, right? You need people who are empathetic, understanding, kind, especially when you're building a bootstrap company. I mean, I can on record say this, building every kind of company is hard, but building a bootstrap company has that one really deep trouble which can cause a lot of stress, which is the stress of not having money. And that stress is so, so bad because I've gone through that stress at different parts of OWL, the fact that you have to process a payroll. And no matter how much top line you're doing, in a country like India, cash flow is always an issue. Clients never pay on time. Never. The best of the clients don't pay on time. I agree. And 
I realized that having a set of people who are supportive, understanding is really important. However, I feel I'm still learning as to what type of people I want to hire. Uh, I'm, I try to maintain a document of attributes and qualities that I look for. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are in me, some are written, but I think it, it only gets finer with time. And the reason I say this is because we are going to make a hire right now. Uh, potentially when this podcast goes out, the person would have joined the company who is very different from the culture at Owl. But he's the kind of person that now Owl should have. He's the type of person that now people in Owl should become. So two years from now, Owl should be where that person is because of the direction which we have taken as a company. So I feel this also changes with time. Yeah. But you need to have some kind of clarity, I feel. Makes decision making very, very simple. I don't even look at a task sometimes uh, when I'm hiring people. Right? But I do... Nobody gets hired in Owl without one conversation with me. So, of course, now I can still interview each and every person that joins Owl. We're a small company, 60, 70-odd people. I'm sure if somebody who's running a 500-people organization can't do it. But I still feel that hiring is the most important thing that you have to do as a founder. And it's really important to hire right. Especially in a company like ours where the asset is your culture, your case studies and people. That's it. That's the end of every agency. Right. So, yeah, that's what I feel about hiring. I agree. I also feel like uh, a good leader or a good manager also makes themselves redundant, right? Because only if you can allow and empower your team to be good at what they're currently doing and then stepping into your shoes, then you can think about what's next for me. Otherwise, you'll just be doing all your life, just this, all your life, right? And that's no fun. So, I'm sure for you as well, uh, you know, while I'm sure you're really passionate about what you do at OWL, but at some point you'll want some extension and what is that next thing uh, for you as well. And at least what I'm seeing in the agency front is a lot around AI, right? I mean, I want to yeah. know, understand from you, um, you know, how are you thinking about embracing AI because it's not going anywhere. Um, you know, you know our common friend Ansh. Uh, I had attended one of uh, his workshops and my God, he scared everyone in the room, including me, because he was like, oh, now with mid-journey, if you want to do a model shoot, all you need to do is just put take that dress off and put a denim jacket on. And I'm like, great, but what happened to all the money that models are going to make, all the time that photographers are going to be able to make, because all of this is just going to get compressed into one shoot as opposed to an eight-hour shoot where everyone was making money off it, right? Yeah. So how is AI really going to impact, I would say, specifically agency yeah. world? And how are you preparing OWLD? To embrace it awesome I think this is a great question and a question that everyone is trying to answer I think I'd be um, it'll be foolish of me to answer this question articulately because we don't know yeah right it's Ansh, too early example, Ansh didn't know a year ago that my journey could do this nobody knew correct right? And I think even Sam Altman, well, not about mid-journey, <laughs> but Chad GPT, because he was in Delhi uh, yeah. a few months back and I got a chance to just attend some of his conversations. And you just see the guy, right? There's so much humility in terms of saying, look, I don't know what this can do, but I can tell you it's going to change the world. You know, yeah. So it's there's a very tight tension there where Correct. people are like, okay, what is this going to give us? But at the moment, it's going to give us better than what we have today. Correct. So I started realizing, okay, let's start, let's think, five years out and I don't know what AI can do but what can we do to make sure we adapt fast so I start thinking in different directions in fact not because of AI but because of other reasons as well we 
thought and put up a cap we don't want to be a company which is which has more than 100 people that's not what owl is owl is when you come um it's a very very popular dialogue ki uh, we are the ones who you call when shit goes down <laughs> yeah right so owl is the company that you come when you need quality in fact we we want to be the company have you seen suits yes we want to be harvey we want to be when we walk into the room we discuss solutions we take a problem that's the that's the vision which is we become an agency that's known for incredible client servicing that's known for bringing in solutions which are not ye video bana diya solutions which are driven from consumer and business insights we understand your business problem statement not your marketing problem statement we understand your business problem statement then recommend you the marketing solution then execute that solution for you so these were some changes in strategy that that we doing and easier said than done a lot of people have tried it very hard to execute it but when i looked at ai i'm like this vision of mine makes so much sense in the world of ai why so a small team has a benefit which is lnd is a lot more faster so i feel because we are going to keep our team small because of another part of our vision it is going to help in the way the world is also changing because a small team is more agile a small team is able to adapt to things faster so i don't know what's happening in ai but i can tell you that my team is ready to adapt sure because they have been very successfully able to adapt till now this agility in the world which is constantly moving is going to be a superpower and it also aligns with our vision which is moving forward we want to focus lesser on quantity more on quality right because we do feel that higher ticket uh, you know projects will still hold a lot of value because there the value of strategic human input is a lot more the yeah. value of relationships is a lot more the value of how you service the client is a lot more yeah a lot of people who are you know watching this and are looking at you and saying okay if i want to be prepared for the world that is to come what are some of the skills i need to look at what are some of the more than skills i think attitude what is the softer skills what is the attitude i need to bring in me to be prepared for the world that's going to come because i found that a lot of times people coming out of colleges are, are very um, energetic very enthusiastic but are not necessarily job ready because sometimes our institutes don't teach them the softer skills and so yeah. i really want to sort of look to you uh to in your very uh you know ayush uh, instagram reel style tell me three things that we should get <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you just one okay cool i'll tell you just one which i feel is the most important as an entrepreneur as a business owner one thing which can change your life is your ability to understand what do people want if you can sit across a table and tell what can i give this person that will make them happy that will make them feel satisfied that will make them feel fulfilled is all the skill you need the day you do that is the day you have i, I feel that if you you have won at life because that's what i am trying to win at every single day mm-hmm. i'll break it down in multiple examples as a creator you are now creating content if you can understand what does your particular target audience wants to hear but you understood that this is what my audience needs to hear you have aced the so called algorithm there's no algorithm it's nothing but talking to your audience the right way yeah if you hire the people if you hire the right people but you fail to give them what they need so you understanding the right needs of your team can really help you succeed you understanding the right needs of your client and what you need to say that will make you that, that will make them buy from you so i feel 
one skill which I am trying to develop is deep empathy in trying to understand what the person who's sitting across the table wants and needs and how do I fulfill that. Most of your life problems will be solved. At least that's what I feel. 100%. I think I agree on the empathy piece for sure. Uh, but for me, you know, developing empathy comes a lot from my meditative practice. So what is it that you are doing to develop that and to know yeah. that you're sharpening it over a period of time? Yeah, I think that way, that part of my life, I'm fairly indisciplined. <laughs> I tried meditation, I tried waking up early. I think it's not for me. The company is named Owl for a reason. There is a there's an owl in us. I mean, we have to we have to stand by our name. Uh, but I used to wake up at three. Then I started waking up at twelve. Then eleven. And this one team member came in, Anrod, who used to drop a message at ten a.m. And he used to feel so embarrassed that, yeah, my dad used to say that if you run a company, you come in at nine thirty if the reporting time is ten, and you leave the office at eight thirty. Of course, it's not practically possible. But figuratively speaking, I have to be available for the team more than they are available for me, right? But I, I feel meditation can mean different things to different people. Yes. I feel, uh, and of course, I, I don't think this is technically right. No, no, uh, but I, I also want to just, you know, interrupt here and say, meditation doesn't mean you have to do it in the morning. It's not, a, we have such misnomers around meditation and we create such high boundaries around just yeah. starting to meditate because Correct. we have this perception ki mereko ye chhodna padega aur aise karna padega aur yahan jana padega kuch nahi karna jab 10 minute mile baith jao aankhe band karo and meditate so i used to meditate but then i just couldn't fit into my schedule and then i lost the habit of it hmm. so now more than meditation i think what meditation helped me achieve was um it used to center me, right? And I'm like, okay, what are other activities which lead to this centering, you know, whatever, right? As I simple bhasha I think, what inner peace. Inner peace So I love gymming, right? So I'm not a gym freak, I don't have big muscles, but just going there, hmm. uh, you know, uh, I, I love doing my exercises. I'm fairly regular at it. Doing that gives me a lot of inner peace. Funny things, I love... Um, 15 minutes of Netflix, I, I consume, I think, 30 minutes of Netflix a day. Those 15 minutes, even if I'm watching it in the middle of the office, I don't want anybody entering my room. I just consume great content. <laughs> yeah. I think content gives me so much happiness. Content gives me so much joy uh, revisiting my earlier shows, watching watching newer creators, watching content. It's just, again, different things mean different for different people. Music is such a fundamental part of my life. But by the way, I love all your recommendations on your Instagram yeah, reels. It's, it's actually helped me <laughs> discover newer music. So so keep doing that, please. It's quite funny that people know me because of that. And I'm like, what, what happened to all the content that I did? I, I did so much effort. But I love it. I love it. So I started, uh, when I couldn't do meditation, I started focusing my energy every day on these things which give me energy. Uh, a, a, a thing which I haven't shared with people that gives me a lot of energy is just writing stories, hmm. uh, stories about love. Uh, I love, I, I love thinking how the world will look like if if we had a lot more love than we had right now. It's just random things, not related to work at all. But uh, yeah, they're just small things that I do. No, this is not random. I really hope and pray, <laughs> and I think as part of a meditative practice we do that a lot that you know you're just sending out a lot of uh, uh, compassion and love in the world because that's yeah. what we need today so you, you you actually mentioned a bunch of things that you do is that also something that helps you 
keep yourself creative constantly is that where you find sometimes a lot of your inspirations or these are things you just do to ground you and to center yourself there was a very interesting quote that i saw long long back i wanted to go to film school and i was watching a lot of videos about film school and then i saw this one video which said don't go to film school and they said films are not studying filmmaking films are not studying how a camera works how this lighting works hey, this is golden ratio this that no films are nothing but life so if you mm. want to be a great filmmaker don't go and study the technicals of filmmaking go study life watch other movies talk to people know other stories know different types of stories travel a lot uh, because that's where you draw your inspiration most people when they want to be creative they would uh, start start really diving deeper into how to be creative from a technical standpoint or a uh, filmmaking because i used to do filmmaking so just speaking from that lens and i realized oh so to make great films the art of filmmaking secondary the art of storytelling which you derive from life around you is what is really really important yeah. so part of the reason why i do my podcast is it's an excuse to spend 2 hours with people and when i spend that those 2 hours i get deeper into their life so i realize that i have to be really i have to make sure i'm very curious about life if that involves me being around curious people great if that involves me on days when i'm not curious to be forcibly ask questions and better questions i will do it so yeah i think just curiosity and pushing myself to travel try to just visit a new place try to talk to people try to talk to a lot more i've become very very extroverted now so there's this perspective to life i used to be a very conservative kid when you're born in a city like rohtak um so i think just exposing yourself to diversity being open to change strong opinions loosely held making sure that if somebody is educating you on something accept it is really really important yeah and be open be open uh, yeah, yeah. i think what i'm also hearing you say is yeah. like you're constantly allowing yourself to have newer experiences yeah. um you know i found when i uh, when i listen to your story i find a bunch of contradictions right the one being when you mentioned bits yeah. which is uh, you <laughs> got a check when you were an early teenager on creating content and yet you went ahead and did engineering which is what every man in this country is just expected to do either you yeah. become an engineer or a doctor so was there any was there a tussle within uh, you know with your family with your dad or you were like acha <laughs> ye to hai so i'll just accept it people don't realize in india most people are not living their dream people are either living the dream that the society has shown them their parents have shown them their relatives have shown them or जस्ट उनके मोहल्ले के जो तीन दोस्तों ने उनको सपना दिखाया था कि मैंने भी एक दुकान खोली थी उससे मैंने इतना पैसा कमाया तो तू भी दुकान खोल ले एंड दैट्स हाउ वी लिव आर लाइफ आई कॉल दिस लिविंग योर लाइफ इन द रियर व्यू मिरर व्हिच इज यू लुक एट व्हाट आई हैव डन ओके सो आई शुड डू दिस नेक्स्ट दीस गाइस हैव नाउ बीन गुड एट शूटिंग सो दे लाइक द नेक्स्ट स्टेप फॉर देम इज टू शूट एन आर्ट फिल्म बट व्हाट इफ दिस गाय हैज अ ग्रेट करियर इन फाइनेंस पीपल डोंट थिंक दैट एंड दे आल्सो लॉजिकल रीजन फॉर पीपल टू नॉट थिंक दैट इज कंपाउंडिंग and which is when you go in depths the results are also you know disproportionate sometimes but if i look at the uh, if i remove the compounding bit and if i just look at this i was in a space where uh, you know my parents i was living my parents jab main chhota tha to uh, it was my parents dream to 
I'll be like, my son will become this. And I, and I absorbed it. To the point that I thought it's my dream. I thought ki engineering karke agar aap kuch kar leto, to fir to life matlab crazy set ho jayegi. To wo mera sapna tha hi nahi. It was never my dream. It was my parents' dream. Not to, not to say that they forced me. Hmm. They gave me all the options. Um, they also told me if, uh, I wanted to go to film school. They told me that okay, let's go. Okay. But yeah, I mean, but then it was so expensive. I never told this to them. But I saw the fees and I said, it's very expensive. And I didn't know that I wanted to be a filmmaker. I didn't know that what if this is a hobby it dies around. What if it, what if it doesn't help? There was no job there. So I listened to college very carefully. I said, if I go to a college, that college better give me all the freedom. So I had like three, four college options. I had a name of IIT. So I could have gotten the IIT and tag, which I know a lot of people run for. I said, no, I don't want to. Top 5 IIT is not getting it. Take it out. I saw it in bits. Two anomalies. I said, interesting college. Zero person attendance. Great. You choose your calendar. Wow. It's a college where there are no clubs, parties outside. It's in Pilani. Great. No candies outside. Where will I run? I'm like, Okay, so all my life, I've been so like uni-directional. Dimensional. I'm like, bro, I just want to study only. And now I'm making a video. I don't have any personality. I don't have a personality. I don't want to be a person that doesn't have a personality. That's why I went to bits. And initially, I wanted to leave college. First year was very hard. Because while what I'm saying is also a bit delusional because I only looked at the survivor bias. Hmm, of course. Chain logo se baat kari, to achcha se baat kari, but 500 wo bhi hai, so dukhi bhi hai kolot se. To shur mein kaafi tough tha, phir people logo ne shangha. Isle class door hota hai. Sorry. Haan, to colleges ke liye, mein itna, mein research kar ke gaya nahi tha, mein maha pe gaya, I just made sure ki, I'll do just one thing. I'm like ki, mein room pe nahi baitho ga. Mainne ka, I will make sure, mein jau, mein ghush jau ga groups mein, mujhe sharam hi nahi hai I am here, I have nothing to lose. So the stakes were so low in your head that you were like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I understand because institutes like that teach you a lot of lateral thinking. Yeah. And I think which I can see also in your work. You bring a solutioning mindset and far more big picture thinking. Then here I'm a marketing agency, I'll solve this for you, the rest you take care of. Because I don't have to think about it, it's out of my scope. So tell me, you spoke about relationships, is that yeah. a lot of, do you feel you're still not ready to be that vulnerable? Is that why you're not that expressive? And what is it really, what does vulnerability really mean to you? No, no, I think I'm very vulnerable. Um, not with everyone. I have a very close-knit. As an entrepreneur, you can't be very vulnerable. Uh, people ask you to. But today, if uh, we didn't have a good month, even if we can afford to pay salaries for the next six months, if I go and tell the team, ki, hey, by the way, we had a shitty month and I may not have the money to, you know, uh, cover the salaries. But now, even if we don't do any projects at all, zero, we'll still have money to survive. So this concept also got developed last year when I was going through a lot of turbulence because of the startup crash. But I realized that you can't be very vulnerable. You, in fact, it's your job to protect your team. True, I agree with you. I think, you know, to what you're saying is a lot of uh, uh, challenges we also have. Like when I worked at WhatsApp, you know, one of the values was that you need to bring all of yourself to work and mm. be authentic, you know. And that basically, to most people, feels like I'm going to bring my anger, I'm going to bring my yeah. stress, I'm going to <laughs> loathe you, I'm going to just burden you with my emotional stress. 
that's not what it means. It means that I can tell you very honestly when you, if you're my manager, that look, I used today. I'm having a really tough day, and you know, can we just take it a bit easy? If this yeah. is there's something I can do, can I do this tomorrow and not today? Yeah. That's being authentic. But you've, uh, you know, you you've spoken a lot about relationships again. I want to ask you, and I want to push a little bit more on that. Uh, what have they really taught you, and has there been a struggle which has taught you something about yourself? I think just to I related with the vulnerability point. Uh, I have been very vulnerable, and there also that that has also caused a lot of hurt uh, in life. I feel uh, the other relationships, which is your friends and family. I think that is what I've cracked. Um, I love my family, and I have this close group of friends. They'll call me at four a.m., uh, make me fly to another city. I'll do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> so, uh, but I've been vulnerable to both, so I don't know. But you ask learnings, right? Different. Groups like these groups, both of them are giving different learnings. I think my family, uh, getting closer to my family, which didn't happen initially, happened slowly. But time pandemic was you know, a great driver. Uh, friends I've always had like really, really good friends. Always blessed with really good friends, especially after school. Um, so they have given me a lot of learning as to what can caring for people bring to your life, which is a lot of security. Yes. What it can bring when things are good at home, you are things are good at work. Because you're feeling good, no? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's you who's showing up in all these different avatars, and if you fundamentally feel good of who you are and where you are, you will just show up as a better version of yourself, no matter where you are. Yeah. That's been a lot of my my learning as well. There's no such thing as work life and personal life. People hate me no. for saying this. I'm like, there's life. Yes. Sometimes you sprint for twenty days because work is on your head, and then ten days are super chill. It it has to be dynamic. If it's the same, then aren't you getting bored? Yeah. Okay, so today every day from six to nine, I spend time with my family. Why I want to spend fifteen hours? Or maybe that's that's who I am, right? So I love sprints. I'd rather do sprints with people. But anyway, uh, coming to the point, I think so. They've given me the learning, which was. If you care for people, and if they care for them, you know you, without any filter of oh, I am friends with you because you are successful. I am friends with you because you know answer to that question. I am friends with you because you will give me your class classroom notes the next day when I come. Right? So these yeah. three four friends, uh, they really act as pillars when you need. Uh, but when it comes to the romantic bit of it, I don't, I don't think I've cracked it uh, because I think that that requires a lot more time. And that is that is one thing that I don't sadly have right now. What I how I approach life or how I try to approach life, and a lot of people hate me for this because most people around me are super emotional and they are very qualitative. I'm very quantitative. I'm like, listen, for the next two years, I have certain goals that I have to meet. Why? I'm I don't want to answer to you, but there are certain things and responsibilities that I need to get done with. Mm-hmm. So my focus is work. And I also tell this to my partners that I've had in the past, and they have hated me for saying this, which is my first priority sadly is work. Will I be available to you? Yes, but I do have my priorities clear, and I do convey my priorities to the person that I'm with. I think, and I've accepted that. Abhi mujhe agle ek dead saal nahi sochna, because I can't think. Hmm. Agar ho jata hai, to great. But in general, very vulnerable with these two groups. Not vulnerable at all with anyone else. Yeah, no, makes sense. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say is a lot like me, where intensity over consistency. Yeah, you correct. Know? For and sure. 
and everyone says you should be consistent, consistent. And every time I read that, and I'm like, I'm in denial. I'm like, नहीं नहीं, मैं intensity से पहुंच जाऊंगी जहां मुझे पहुंचना है। मतलब पता नहीं शायद 20 साल बाद सोचना पड़ेगा। Correct, exactly. I want to wrap it up by asking you this question. I read this in one of the news articles where you said, you know, what motivates you to keep working harder is because you think you have a bigger purpose here, which is bigger than you. Do you? kind of know what that is or you feel like you have seen some glimpses of it or, or a trailer of it? So, as a kid, um, when I used to sleep, every single night, I used to sleep with belief. Hmm. Belief that I can do whatever I want and that whatever is really big. And that belief doesn't come easy. Because yeah. right now I was talking to an entrepreneur and they were like, what is your goal? I'm like, I can think 500 crores, but I can't think 10,000 crores. How do I think 10? So people think belief comes easy. Today I have told you that I believe in this. No. Series of hard work. Na. So this was one thing. I had this crazy belief in me that I'm, I'm, I'm meant for bigger things, but with a lot of self-awareness. Hmm. And I had this feeling that this, and probably it's wrong because people in life, especially my therapist have told me that it's not right to think like this, which is, I feel, I'm only able to achieve X if I sacrifice X. Mm. So today, I will sac sacrifice everything in life to make sure I will grow to a point or other parts of my life grow to a point where I want them to grow. So that makes decision making very easy. Sacrifice sleep, done. Trip cancel, movie, done. But I feel ki I have a lot of belief that I will do big things. But, I, but that belief comes with the thing that I will have to sacrifice a lot. So that may not be the right thing to think. You 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 mentioned so nicely about sacrifice hmm. uh, because I think a lot of times that sacrifice limits what we allow ourselves to yeah. be and what we are ready to receive as well because we are limiting ourselves. Correct. Uh, you know this thought of abundance doesn't come and uh, so I kind of uh, understand uh, where that coming from and why maybe that shift is required but. Uh, yeah. I loved the conversation with you, Ayush. Uh, it was absolutely Thank you so very, much. very high energy. Uh, I could identify with a bunch of things that you said. Um, also, I, I wish you a lot of luck in uh, finding your purpose, but also achieving that dream that you had every night of what your purpose is here and, and sort of be, you know finding that purpose of being bigger than who you think you yeah. are currently. So I hope you achieve that for yourself. Thank you so much. Yeah, wonderful chatting with you. Thanks for having me. This was a lovely conversation. And I hope uh, people take something out of it. I think that would oh, be... Oh, a lot. A lot out of it. I took a lot out of it. So I'm sure people who are listening in will have many nuggets um, to take away and start uh, executing or rather implementing in their life. So thank you for being so open and sharing some of the stories which you've not shared before. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Yeah.